0: Let's go to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Let's go there. I like this passage of Scripture. It's the early church. So many people read about the early church and they locate it to a specific time and place in history. And they think, well, that was good for back then. But I don't believe what we read in Acts about the early church was just for back then. I believe I like to look at it and read it as the formation of the church. And what was true back then is relevant to today. And it can happen today. Acts chapter 4, verse 32, it says Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart. And one soul. I like that. The multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they lived, but they had all things in common. And with great power, somebody say great power. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace, great grace. Was upon them all. I I really believe the church is most appealing when the message of grace is most apparent. I I really believe the church is most effective when the message of grace is most evident. I, I love the fact that churches should have a welcome sign outside their front door say, Welcome, you're already loved. You don't need to do anything to be accepted in this place. You're already loved. You're loved by us, but you're loved by our almighty God. And I love this passage of Scripture because it describes the early church as having great power. How many want great power in 2017? It had great power and it had great grace. Great grace. You know, to get multitudes to think along the same lines, to be of one heart and one soul. How many know that's a miracle in and of itself? It's, it's a big thing to rally people, to get people united around a common vision. That's a work of grace. And the fact that they could rally a multitude to have one heart and one soul, that's a miracle motion. Then it says that, Nobody said anything that he possessed was his own. But they gave and they had all things in common. Man, that's contrary to the world we live in. That swims against the flow. And that's evidence that great power and great grace was upon them all. That's what it says there. Not just some. But great power and great grace was a power upon them all. My prayer for 2017 is that as a church, we'd be known for having great power. Do I get an amen on that? Come on. Amen. Great power and great grace. And it wouldn't just be on some of us, but it would be on all of us. See, what you've got to understand about grace is grace is more than God's unmerited favor. Grace is the power and the presence of God. I'll say that again. Grace is the power and the presence of God. It's God's empowering presence, enabling me to be the person He's created me to be and to do the things that He's called me to do. Uh, right now, this world is in search of power. Uh, they're all looking for new sources of power. Tesla is out there. You know, has learned to store power in a way that others haven't found before. You know, right now, this world searches for power, is looking for it. And, and we all want more power, but the problem is we go to the wrong sources. You know, many people today, you know, say, man, you, know, you just need a power nap. How many like power naps? Power, power naps refresh you. How many have been having some afternoon sleeps during the holiday season? You know, nothing like a good afternoon sleep. But the danger is when you go into a deep, deep sleep, And then getting up from that sleep is hard. Uh, You feel all groggy. You feel all drowsy. You know, you you want a sleep that refreshes you, but you don't want to go into a deep, deep sleep. In fact, I was told years ago that if you hold a tennis ball or orange in your hand while going to sleep, you won't go into a deep sleep because when you're just about to go into a deep sleep, you'll let it go and it'll wake you up. Uh, there's There's a help tip there right there. For 2017, thought some of you needed to know that because some of you are looking a little bit groggy right now. You need to wake up in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, but here, many people are searching for power. Power walkers, we've got power walkers. You know, people power dress. There's all, all all these things to do with power. But here's the deal. If you haven't accessed grace, you don't have real power. If you haven't accessed grace, you don't have Power. If you have accessed grace, you have power. Come on, somebody say, I got the power. Yeah, some of you sung it. That's exactly that. I got the power. See, see true and lasting power comes from grace. Uh, my first car was a Morris Minor 1000. Uh, some of you don't even know what that is. But it had that, the capacity, the engine size of a 1,000 cc. It, it didn't go that fast. In my car, top speed was 80 k's an hour. Uh, there was no overtaking in my Morris Minor. Uh, I overtook nobody. In fact, going up hills was a struggle in itself. Sometimes you'd have to just lean forward a little bit to get over the brow of the hill. You know, there, there was no moving forward. It didn't have power. How I many know if you, you're going to overtake some things in life, you need to have power. Some of you right now, your past is coming up time and time again, and it's stopping you possess your future because you don't have power. I really believe 2017 is going to be a year where you access is God's grace and you receive power, power to overcome your past, power to overcome that addiction, power to overcome debt, power to overtake those things that, that keep on being put in front of your face. Come on, some of you this year, you're going to climb some hills. You're going to take some mountains. But to take those mountains, you need power. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you need power. We all need power. Of the early church, remember, great power. Great power and great grace was upon them all. Uh, what you've got to understand about God is He invites us into this relationship with Him. He doesn't want us to come uh, with any apprehension in our heart. In Hebrews, it says we're boldly to approach the throne of grace. We're boldly to approach the throne of grace that we might attain mercy and find grace. Find grace in our time of need. i challenge to say this year, you're going to be in a place of need. Uh, but the good news tonight is you can boldly approach His throne knowing that you will receive grace in your time of need. Uh, there's so many people, when they come to church and, and God, they think, oh, I, don't, I don't know, I don't feel worthy to come into His presence. I couldn't ask God that. He knows what I did last night. No, but here it says we can boldly approach His throne of grace. So many people have this perspective about church that, you know, people have said, well, if I come to church, the place would burn down. It's because they think God's some mean, vindictive God who's going to punish them. Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world. He didn't come to judge, but to save the world, to save the world. You know, I really believe we need to go to great lengths to get into God's presence. We need to come boldly into his presence. I you know, like one guy you know, some years ago uh, before he moved to Auckland, he got a job in Turangi, and he used to travel from Turangi to, to Auckland every Sunday for church. How I many know that's a commitment right there? Some of us struggle to come from, from Hobson Street. Uh, to church, But he used to travel from Turangi, which is a three and a half hour drive every Sunday to get to church. He'd come to church and then he'd drive home. Man, I, I think that's amazing. You know, the lengths, because he knew God's presence was there. And if he could get into the presence of God, he'd find grace in his time of need. You know, There's some people, though, you know, they stand at a distance. Uh, from church, from, from the presence of God. Tonight so I don't want to speak about closing the gap. Because right. some of you, you're near, but you're not drawing near. Uh, you're close, but there's a gap. And God wants you to close the gap. See, the difference between somebody who experiences great power and somebody who doesn't is they close the gap between them and God. I quickly want to take you to a passage found in Exodus, Exodus chapter 20. So let's flick over there in our Bible. Exodus 20, the title in my Bible says, The people were afraid of God's presence. The people were afraid of God's presence. Verse 18, let's read it. It says, Now all the people witnessed the thunderings and the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. Man, there's a whole lot of things going on. And when the people saw it, they trembled, And stood afar off. Uh, Where did they stand? They stood afar off, afar off. Uh, Then they said to Moses, You speak with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that his fear may be in you, so that you may not sin. So the people, listen to this, they stood what? Afar off. They didn't stand close, they, they stood afar off. But Moses, somebody say, but Moses <laughs> drew near the thick darkness where God was. I, I really believe it's time to close the gap and draw near. In fact, I believe that's the reason you came out tonight, because you don't want to stand at a distance any longer. Yeah, you don't want any gap between you and God. Yeah, you came because you want to draw near. Here, here the children of Israel, they stood afar off. But Moses, he drew near to where God was. Uh, they saw the events. They saw the thunderings, the, the lightning flashes, the, the mountains smoking, and that freaked them out. You know, one, one thing. I like to do as I've got older, is I, I like to watch people do crazy, th- crazy things. You know, I, I, I happen to go to Pipeline in Hawaii uh, in recent times, and you know Pipeline's amazing because you've got these massive waves uh, uh, breaking so close to the shore, and you'll see these young 13, 14-year-olds just paddle out and take on these waves without a second thought. <laughs> I'm going, man, that takes great courage, you know, I could spend all day watching these guys do the, these incredible things on these waves. In fact, I was just at a skate bowl uh, over the summer break in between Christmas and New Year, and I was watching again these, these young kids drop into this bowl and do these crazy tricks. And you know, I, I'd just watch and I'd be amazed. It was entertaining just watching. Do you know what a lot of people settle, settle for in church? As they settle for just, just watching. Because what watching is entertaining. Yeah, you know, I could watch those surfers and those skaters all day. Yeah, you know, I could think I was part of it by just watching them. Yeah, you know, I could think I a oh man, yeah. You know, I, I even thought I was doing it. But I was just the old man with the gray beard watching on the sidelines. See, I've found many people today, they love to observe. Uh, they love to observe and even comment as to what God is doing in the world. Uh, they love to give an assessment, a critique as to what God's doing. Oh, well, that was a good jump. Oh, that was a nice wave. Oh, oh yeah, God, that was a great testimony, Carolina. And they observe it, but they never personalize it. And I believe if we're to see God move and great grace to be on everyone, we can't stand at a distance, we've got to draw near. Come on, somebody say draw near. It's time to draw near. Here yeah, the children of Israel, they stood at a distance. And because they stood at a distance, they needed somebody else to be their messenger. Yeah, They wanted Moses, get this, to speak to them, Instead of God, they wanted Moses, a human, to speak to them instead of God himself. They said to Moses, verse 19, you speak with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. How many know? You know, if a person speaks to you, it's easier to excuse and argue away what they're talking to you about. Oh, well, you're just a person like me. What do you know? You know, who do you think you are? You know, you're just a representative of God. But how many know when you hear God for yourself, you can't argue with His voice? Sometimes it's easier to listen to a sermon on Sunday than pick up the Bible for yourself. See, I really believe the challenge of 2017 is to hear God for ourselves. Come on, great grace was upon them all. Great power. Where does that power go? When we all close the gap. When we all close the gap. Sometimes we want somebody else to pray for us rather than pray for ourselves. You know, I, I like Yonghee Cho, who leads the largest church in the world. He, he says before anybody is allowed to receive counseling in their church, they've got to go up to the prayer mountain for a couple days and pray and fast. And see God first. And if they haven't heard God after two days, then they can come down and receive counsel. I reckon that's some good uh, good stuff right there. Because how often are we looking to man before we're looking to God? Don't get me wrong. We can hear God through man. But I believe we need to seek God out. We need to hear His voice for ourselves. Come on. uh, Let's not. The enemy loves to attack secondhand revelation. He will always attack that which you've heard from somebody else. He'll get you questioning it. But when you've received a word from God for yourself, nobody can take it away from you. You know, they said, but let God, let not God speak to us lest we die. I found that statement is true. I found when when God speaks to you, you die. Because encountering God is costly. Encountering God. When you hear the voice of God, it has power attached to it. Come on, the Psalmist understood it in Psalm 29. He said, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. And it says, the God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is what? It is, come on, say it all out together. The voice of the Lord is? It's powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord is powerful. It will change your life. And here's the deal. When you hear God's voice for yourself, something dies. And it's normally the parts of our life that hinder us from becoming more like Jesus. In fact, a great sculptor, uh, he was sculpting out an elephant out of a piece of rock. And the guy said, well, uh, how are you doing this? Uh, you know, what are you doing you know, to, to make this look like an elephant? He says, well, I'm just cutting away the pieces that don't look like an elephant. Uh, that's what God does when you encounter Him. He cuts away the, the, the things that don't look like Jesus die. Come on, how many want to be more like Jesus? Uh, that's a great goal in 2017. So often we make goals as to what we want to do. Uh, this year I want to travel. This year I want to buy a house. This year I want to graduate from my degree. All good goals. This year I want to lose weight. This year I want to do. Uh, we, we make goals as to what we're going to do rather than who we're going to become. Uh, what about making some goals as to who you're going to become? I'm going to become more generous. I'm going to become more loving. I'm going to become more long-suffering. Uh, come on, that's the fruit of the spirit, if you haven't realized. I'm going to become more joyful. I'm not going to yeah, soften out oh, what we're going to do, but we're first human beings before we're human doings. And I challenged you right at the start of the year to write down some goals as to who you're gonna become because when you are the right person, you do the right things. It works that way. See, when you hear a word from God, what happens is your flesh dies. Your agenda dies. Selfish ambition dies. Your need to be liked dies. Because God, Guess what? He resists the proud. You know, so often we think, oh, the proud, that's some other person. You know, that arrogant. But could it be that we have pride in our heart because we're relying on ourself and our resources rather than trusting in Him? God, He resists the proud, but He gives what? He gives grace to the humble. God's ultimate desire, is that we'd know Him. If you read the verses, the chapter before Exodus 20, which is 19, chapter 19, verse 5, it says, this is God's desire. Now, therefore, if you indeed obey my voice, my voice, we need to hear His voice, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests. What's that speaking about? It's speaking about that you and I each will have our own personal relationship with God. You'll be a kingdom of priests. Not one priest, not one person who hears God and then is the messenger. No, we'll all hear God. We'll be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. See, some of us, you know, if the truth be known, in 2016, we've heard God at times, but the service has been interrupted. I, I really believe in 2017, God wants us to have an uninterrupted service. Come on, He wants you to have data 24-7. Do I get an amen on that one? You know, some of you have been to remote spots, you've got no data, and you, you're waiting for ages for your phone to buffer just to pull up Facebook. Yeah, but God wants to, you to give, unli- He wants to give you unlimited service, uninter- uninterrupted, or get that out, service to His grace. Uh, we've got some land uh, up north up in Mangawai, and, and uh, we're just learning what's on this land. And uh, our water supply doesn't come from a town supply, it, it actually comes from a bore. And so me and my brothers bought this land, and, and we thought, oh, it's great. It's off grid, it's, it's got solar power. That, that runs the house. You know, it's got a bore that runs the water. And uh, man, if the apocalypse happens, we're safe. We're going up there. No, it's just, a, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's all like that. And, uh, and anyway, we were told that the bore was 30 meters deep. And there's this old pump running this bore and it's useless because it would only pump up a little bit of water and would keep on running out of water. And that would mean that you'd have to rational it out. And that meant some couldn't take showers. And, you know, if it's yellow, let it mellow. Uh, you can, uh, you know, if it's brown, flush it down. Uh, you, you know, you, you had to choose when you're flushing the toilet and everything like that. Because there was limited capacity of the pump. Because we we thought, man, it's, there's enough water down there, but it's deep. And, and this pump's old and we can't afford a new pump. But then we found out, you know, we only found out just in the last couple of days that the water isn't actually 30 meters deep. Uh, The water is only two meters deep. And and we had a pump that could pump it two meters deep. And so all this time we've been conserving water. All this time we've been smelly, not having showers. You know, all this time we've been rationalizing. but, But we had it there. It's just that we didn't know it. Do you know one wrong thought can stop you accessing God's grace for your life? You can have it there, but you can think, oh, it's miles away. I'll never get there. But I want to tell you tonight, you're closer than you think you are. It's not as deep as you think it is. Come on, your breakthrough is around the corner. If you just believe in Him, you put your trust in Him. Some of you look at other people and go, man, they're a person of great faith. No, they just took the little that they had and they began to act on it. Come on, if we put our faith to work, I believe God's gonna work in miraculous ways in 2017. Come on, if you believe it, give God a clap of praise right now wrong thought will stop you accessing God. You're already blessed. You're already blessed right now. You're not looking for God's blessing. You have it. Uh, You're blessed before you have the fruit to prove that you're blessed. You know, apple tree is an apple tree before it has fruit. It's an apple tree. It may not have fruit on its branches, but it's still an apple tree. You're blessed already before you have the fruit of that blessing. You're already blessed. You need to understand that so you're not working for God's favor. You can live in God's favor. See, favor comes from closing the gap, from remaining connected to Him. We can do the works of God, but still not know Him. In fact, He doesn't know us in Matthew chapter 7. He says, man, you did all these things. You prophesied in my name. You did wonders. You cast out demons. But He goes on, He says, I never knew you. Depart from me. God knows everything about everyone knows more facts about your life than you know about yourself. Think about that. But here's the deal. A relationship requires consent and cooperation. A relationship's two way. It's not just one way. For him to know me, I've gotta have an open heart. I've gotta give him access to the secret things in my life. That, that's why confession is important. In fact, any relationship normally starts off with a level of confession. Now, I've shared, you know, taking Kathy 24 years ago to Jimmy Rockets, which is not around today, but it was a burger bar. It was our first date. And we sat across the table and I confessed that I like you. That confession was the beginning of, of a relationship. yeah. You, know, you don't have a relationship of any level of depth without confession. Confession. Now, here's the deal about God. He already knows the good, the bad, the ugly about our life. But I've got to confess to Him because when I confess, I come into agreement with Him about my sin being wrong. Uh, but relationships are bought, built more on... Built on more than confession, see what confession does is it just removes the obstacles or the awkwardness. Come on, if you ever dated before, how many have found dating a little bit awkward from time to time? Yeah, you know, some of you hadn't, haven't dated for a while. This is going to be your year in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but what confession does is it just removes the obstacles. See, see, Kathy didn't know whether I liked her. And I didn't know whether she liked me. Uh, she liked me, but but it was a confession that removed the obstacles. That hey, we're both interested in one another. So then we could develop a relationship. But how many know relationships are built more uh, built on more than just confession? Yeah, relationships are built on trust, communication, common interest, and honesty. And time together, all those things build a relationship. And listen to Moses. He says that Moses said to the people, do not fear God for God has come to test you that his fear may be in you so that you may not sin. Uh, what you've got to understand here is there's two types of fear. There's two types of fear. There's a wrong fear, easy, and a, a right fear. A wrong fear and a right fear. Uh, uh, the wrong fear will get you to hide from God. The wrong fear will cause you to feel unworthy. Uh, The right fear closes the gap. The the right fear draws you into a relationship with God. Uh, The right fear causes you to address the issues of your heart. Uh, There's a wrong fear and a right fear. So many people are fearful of God. Oh, I couldn't come into church. The building would burn down. Stupid fear. Stupid, yeah, God's, He's all-powerful, He's all-knowing. Yeah, this God we serve, yeah, in the end, He wins. Now, now, I've figured something deep out. You know, when somebody's guaranteed to win, it's best to support them yeah. rather than fight against them. It's best to give in. It's best to surrender. It's the guarantee to win. He's all-powerful, all-knowing. He's everywhere. God, some of you need to stop fighting God. At the age of 18, I had to come to a place where if this is true, I better give my life to it. Because if I'm half-hearted, I'll mess myself up. I'll get disillusioned with God's church. See, the kingdom of God only operates from a platform of full surrender. Full surrender. See, unless a seed dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much. The right type of fear is actually coming close to God. See, Moses was the only one who had a correct understanding. The people stood at a distance, but What did Moses do? He ventured in to where God was, into the thick darkness. Sometimes I've found that answers come in packages we don't like. Uh, They come in packages. We all want to be courageous people. But when you're actually being courageous, you don't feel courageous. Because fear is right up in your face and you have to overcome it. And right now, I wanna challenge some of your answers for 2017. Are Right now, they right in front of you, but they're packaged in a way maybe that you, you're not prepared to receive. But if you just hear the voice of God, He'd be the one who'd lead you and counsel you and bring you to a breakthrough. Come on, it's time to draw near. Don't follow at a distance. Some of you have been following at a distance for too long. Now, Peter, he followed at a distance and ultimately led to denial. It says in Matthew 26, 58, Peter followed at a distance to the high priest's courtyard. It was in the high priest's courtyard. That's where he denied Jesus. If you keep following at a distance, you're in danger of denying Jesus. You're in danger of shortcutting, short circuiting what God wants to do in your life. Come on, it's time to close the gap. Turn to your neighbor Band said, It's time to close the gap. If I could have the musicians there. Because I believe if we're drawn near to Jesus, He's drawn near to us. He's drawn near. One of the greatest decisions we can make right at the start of 2017 is is I'm going to draw near. I'm not going to stand and watch as an observer any longer. I'm going to throw myself in the middle, and I'm going to draw near. Come on, how many people are hungry for Jesus in this place? Come how many are hungry for His presence? Come on, if you're hungry for God, have about standing to your feet right where you are right now? Holy Spirit, we thank you you're here. We thank your anointing us here. I thank you, God, that you're wanting to do great things. We are blessed already. We are blessed already. God, I want to declare, some of you are closer than you think you are. Right now, your dream may seem afar off, but if you bring God close, your dream would come closer. If you delight in Him, He would give you the desires of your heart. Some of you have been holding on to promises for some time, but you let them go because time has gone. But God's Word doesn't expire. God's Word, what He spoke to you, if you hold on and you believe, it will come to pass. Because some of you right now, you're, you're thinking, well, it's all right for them. You looked at other people. You looked at the blessing of God on other people. Friend, you too can know God's blessing and favor on your life if you just believe. Great grace was on them all, not just some, but on them all. If you had humble yourself, God's grace would come into your situation. God's power would come in and do what no person can do. Come on, right now, there's an anointing here for breakthrough. There's an anointing here to to break open doors. Come on, I really believe as a church, we're gonna be known for great power and great grace. How about just throwing your hands in the air right where you are right now and surrender? Because God loves you. He's for you. You can come to Him knowing that He doesn't judge you. He doesn't condemn you. He knows everything about your life, but He accepts you and He calls you by name. And He says, come. Come, come. Just like the prodigal son who messed up, who spent his inheritance on wasteful living, he came back home. It says the father ran to him. I really believe tonight. Some of you need to know the father running to you. And if you'll take a step towards God and you'll start to come home in your heart, God will come and he'll meet you. He'll meet you at the gate. He put a robe on you. He put a ring on your thing, finger. He restore the stuff that's been stolen from you. Come on, with your hands lifted and your heart open. Come on, I want you to just lift your voices in worship and lift your voices in praise right now. Come on, just right in this place. Don't wait.